Just about, uh, I want to say an hour and a half post-Timberwolves victory in the postseason, 130-117 to 117 over the Memphis Grizzlies on the road. And let's just, let's do a clap it up here for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So BG, and we got a first-time guest, Jarrett Breel. You've heard his brother, Zach, uh, and Ben Boone, who's been on. I think this is episode number five for Ben, but... Let's start with you, Jarrett. Let's give the people uh, a little bit of that, that JB voice. Your reaction from the Timberwolves game, and welcome to the podcast. Well, pleasure to be on here. Thanks for having me. Me and Zach have different dads, <laughs> so it's Scheffner and, and Briel. But happy to be on here for the first time. Same mom. And Yeah, same mom. Love her mom. Um, great game. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest basketball guy, but when I hear Timberwolves playoffs, I come running, so... Yeah, and I think that's relatable for, for Minnesota sports fans who are listening and maybe fans of, of other teams as well. But with the Timberwolves and now the last two games of both being victories and it was a play-in game and now a playoff win, and it's the first lead the Timberwolves have had, which BG reminded me of, since 2004 in a playoff series. We lead the Memphis Grizzlies 1-0 to in a best-of-seven series. But it's Probably a similar story for a lot of Minnesota fans, maybe a lot of Timberwolves fans who haven't really followed this team uh, for the last 15 years when they've been at the bottom of the league. And now that 2017-2018 team did get to the playoffs. They got swept, basically a gentleman sweep in the first round against the Rockets in a really non-competitive series. I think there was Boone was going through the scores. There's only one game where the Wolves lost by less than double digits. Uh, they did win game three, but the other three games were all double-digit wins for the Rockets. So it, it, it's really been since 2004 since the Wolves have had a competitive playoff series. We were seven years old. I remember uh, that. The like last was time yesterday. the Wolves were in. Courtside, KG. Yeah. yeah, you were courtside. You remember it? Wally. Do you remember it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember it. I remember it. I do remember going to a game that year. That year we were that seven. Was three. Yeah. That was all three. Oh, three. 18 wins. That's yeah. what it was. Yep. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Sam Simon's birthday party. He, he was, we were seven probably. He took a picture with a cheerleader. And, uh, looked up to him like a brother <laughs> ever since. It. Yeah. Well, I mean. Is that the question you asked me? Yeah. About I mean, the I think it's birthday just, party. That's the answer we were looking for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly what we were looking for. I think there's a lot of Minnesota fans who can uh, relate to uh, your, your fandom. And, and honestly, me too. I haven't really watched a whole lot of Wolves until this year. Uh, but the Anthony Edwards show was on display tonight. He finished with 36 points. He was 4 of 11 from behind the stripe, 12 of 23 from the field, and he added six assists. And he, he was really the he was the leading scorer in the game, but he was also the obvious player of the game, especially for the Wolves, and he was just the spark plug we needed. What was his plus minus? I believe it was 11, um, Oof, but awesome. I will tell you in just a second. That's pretty good. Now, here's yeah. a trivia question for you. And we're going to have trivia later on with Zach Briel, uh, kid brother of Jared Briel, um, in just a little bit. But who do you think was the leader in the plus minus I from say the, the Wolves tonight? 
honestly, McDaniels or Beasley. It, uh, it felt like when think. those two were on the court, especially Beasley. I mean, Beasley had a hell of a game. And and I I cheer for Beasley so much, just everything he's been through. But when he's on the court last post All Star game, it seems this team has clicked around him. Where when he's on fire, the team's engaged, everyone feels, you know, it seems like they're having a lot of fun with him. I yeah. hope it's Beasley. For my selfish reasons, <laughs> I hope it's McDaniels because he's my favorite player on the team. But one of those two would be my guess. I'm going to say 11 plus or minus, if that's Ants plus or minus, that's hard to beat. That's very hard to get into double digits. Mm-hmm. So my vote is going to be Ant. If I had to guess somebody else, I'll take a dark horse and go Jordan McLaughlin. Mm. When he's in the game, usually good things happen. So Beasley Ant's happens. number one, and Jordan is my second yeah, guess. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cat's dad. <laughs> when he was on the court, yeah. Undefeated. They did show uh, a little bit of Cat's dad and John Morant's dad uh, dapping each other up on the sideline. Dog I believe that was, yeah. was that in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Yep. End of game, yeah. End of game. Right. So much respect. Here you go for the plus minus. It was Anthony Edwards at plus 12, but leading the Timberwolves was McDaniels. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. Plus Big 19. Daniels plus 19. MVP. Carl Anthony Towns plus 16. Mm. And Pat Beverly plus Added 16 stats. as well. So it was, uh, no, excuse me, Russell was plus 12 along with Anthony Edwards. <clears throat> so it, it was McDaniel. He finished with 15 points, two assists, seven rebounds off the bench, five of six from the field, and two or three behind the strike. Huge three in the corner. Yeah. They hit in the Big time three. Just a couple minutes left in the game. What did my son McLaughlin have? <laughs> McLaughlin was, he was probably minus, minus four. Two. Minus two, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, finished with zero rebounds, three assists, and zero points. Goose egg. I'm, the big I'm old goose egg. egg. Yeah. I'm willing to bet all three of assists. All three of his assists were to Beasley. Beasley's come out and said, there's no better player in the NBA to play with than McLaughlin. Well, that's because Beasley had him at gunpoint. <laughs> saying that. <laughs> so you're telling <laughs> So Jordan was the one who called the cops on Beasley. No, I just think he always has it on him. Oh, He's kind of okay. like a Gilbert, if you will. <laughs> Bringing into the locker room, fair yeah. enough, yeah. But no, yeah, that Wolves game was super fun to watch. Like you said, it's the third playoff series, I think, in our lifetime. Unless there was one before 04, but... Well, they went to the Western Conference Finals, so that would have been... At in least 04? three playoff series, and then we had the one against the Rockets, so would that make it this the... Fifth? Well, it was 04, 2018, and then now. This yeah. is the second one I remember. But yeah, I was yeah, going to say I mean, this, this is, is really the second one. This is one the I second remember. one I remember. In yeah. 2018, like you said, it was a gentleman sweep. I thought it was going to go 4 0. It was 4 1, which isn't much better. But I knew that we didn't have a chance at all. We're now mm-hmm. going into this playoff series. It's just. And just to the playoffs in general, it's a completely different feeling. We're at, thank God, we came out to play against the Clippers. Um, most of the team came out to play, not Towns. But D'Lo and Ant pulling the team um, out of his ass and getting that seventh seed and pulling the draw against the Grizzlies instead of the Suns, I think that was the biggest win of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And this might have been the second biggest win going up 1-0 against the Grizzlies because went 2-2 and against them this year, one being a 45-point win. I think we match up really well against them. And playoff basketball, Pat Bev Bev is there um, on jaw. And if we can get... Get him stop. We're gonna we're gonna win this series. That's our dog, and it's a great yeah. start to it. Going one zero on the road. Can't ask for a better start. No. Yep. Yeah. Incredible. Yep. 
No, it, it really is, especially if you consider the emotional win on Tuesday night to get into the playoffs and to, to beat the Clippers. It was a game at home with the Target Center fans going absolutely bonkers all afternoon or all evening, I should say, and then the TNT squad after the game playing We Are the Champions, a montage. <laughs> yeah, shining, shining moment, too. And, uh, <laughs> and just kind of uh, degrading the Wolves, if you will, after, uh, after a very emotional win. Uh, and okay. Boone's boy chimed on Twitter with the laughing emoji, seeming to support Chuck and Shaq from his coach in L.A. He's sitting out there in L.A. making $40 million, but he's not not playing. So I get it. Yeah. But he's got more rings than anybody combined on the Wolves. Yeah, well, it was good to see J.J. Redick. I don't know if you saw his tweet. I loved it. But they were saying, pretty much he said, like, this means so much to them. They're happy. Why would you knock them for that? Like, yeah. this is what yeah. playoffs and basketball and sports in general is about. Well, like, being excited is an awesome thing. And said, something that doesn't come very often for Minnesota. You've chirped them for so long for being horrible. And then you're going to get mad at them for having these guys care. And, yeah. Like, be a playoff team, and you're mad at Pat Bev for throwing his uh, jersey into the crowd because Pat Bev has never not made the playoffs. How are you going to get mad at that? Yeah, I love everything Pat JJ Reddick said was spot on. Yeah, I like JJ Reddick as an analyst too. You can't say act like you've been there before when the team has literally never been there before. Not a single player on that team besides Patrick Beverly has significant playoff experience, and I, I think it's awesome. Celebrate every win. Celebrate yeah. every win. We're Minnesota team. We're not going to get uh, a lot of national attention. We're not going to get a lot of national games where it's the only NBA game going on at that time. I think Ant said that it was our first nationally televised game in the press conference, which I don't think is true, but it's what he said. But, I mean, it's still true that with how exciting this team is and three young superstars you can make the argument for, it's it's just nuts that I, so so many people haven't watched the Wolves, but... That's how the NBA works. I think large market teams. I think they teams. had two or three nationally televised games. This yeah, year. I like, definitely remember something one. Something yeah. so like small, where you're like, "How the hell is this possible?" With two all star, or I guess D'Lo probably should have been an all star. At Ant should have probably been an all star three, but you look at it and you're like, "This team is what a 45 win team? How many? Right there, yeah, right around there. now. Which in previous years is Easily a five, six seed in, in normal years. Like you go 46 and 36, and you look at what Chris Finch did, you turn around what 20 plus wins? Yep, double it. Over and you're double like, it. how the hell does this team have three nationally televised games on DNT? And you see why Charles Barkley is like, oh, they haven't done anything. Well, I get what he's saying, but it's also like, look at how freaking fun this team is to watch. Whether they're winning or losing, they're a hell of a show. Yeah. Bottom line. And there was a tweet, I don't think it was by Richard Jefferson, but I think a retired NBA player, it said something about Shaq and Chuck on TNT talking about that these guys um, ate so well, they forgot what starving looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) the Wolves are starving as an organization. And I think it's good that we kind of have a chip on our shoulder. Not because of that, but just like that whole thing buys into it, that we have a chip in our shoulder. We have Pat Bev, who's just going to play that as much as he can. So, 
So, Barkley's still starving. And, he's never right. That's so <laughs> he's true. He's always hungry. He's still starving. And speaking of starving, I mean, it was the Timberwolves fans on, on Tuesday night in that playing game that were starving. And you could tell by the reaction from Pat Beverly. You could tell by the reaction really throughout the game and how loud they were. And a member of that fan base who was at the game is, is Parker Levacek, who is now joining us on the phone. Parker, you were watching on the TV today. You didn't make it out to Memphis. I don't blame you for that. But your reaction to the game and the win in game one in Memphis. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I I hate to say it as a, as a Homer fan, but I was surprised um, at the outcome of the game. I mean, you, you look at um, Memphis through the regular season, and granted, they don't have a lot of playoff experience throughout the roster. I think Pat Bev himself probably has more experience than the whole Memphis team. But, you know, they, they, they are a superior team in the sense that when John ja Morant can, can get to the bucket and do what he wants, they're, they're a better team than we are. But um, what I will say is, is Carl Anthony Towns, I can't say enough about him rebounding from, from that uh, playing game. There's a lot of talk about, you know, he's not a playoff guy. He's not an all-star. He's not, he's not up to that um, caliber. But he really showed me today – um, and, and granted, Jared Jackson and Steven Adams were in foul trouble most of the game, um, but he played well, and he distributed when he needed to. He, he took it to the hole when he needed to. Um, I'm, just, I'm just really impressed by Cat uh, today and, and how he played. Um, and obviously, Anthony Edwards, he's just he's going to be an all-star um, next year in my eyes. So I, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the series. It's, it's awesome that we stole one on the road. Um, it's... Uh, it's a good position to be in when, when Memphis is, has their back against the wall. There's a lot of pressure on them because if they go down 2-0, losing two at home, um, your Timberwolves might be, might be headed to the next round. And we know Target Center is going to be rocking for Game 3 regardless of the outcome, but you've got to imagine, Parker, if the Wolves somehow win Game 2 and get out to a 2-0 lead and the, they have the opportunity to end the series in four games at home, and I know maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here, but if we go home for Game 3 at Target Center with a 2-0 lead, that place might explode. I mean, the planned game was insane, and I know the – this, the tickets for, for Game 3 sold out in a matter of 15 minutes, uh, including the Upper Bowl at Target Center, which I don't know when the last time, probably not in our lifetime we could say that. Um, but the, the tickets are sold out for Game 3. It's going to be rocking at Target Center regardless of the outcome. But if the Wolves get out to somehow a 2-0 lead in this seven-game series, is the roof going to come down at Target Center? Uh, I'll say I'll say one thing about that. So so I was, I was at the playing game. I reported live on, on our last episode. Um, but when we were there, we noticed on each end of the basket uh, in the upper deck, there was probably 30, 40 rows of three sections. So I don't know, call it 2,000 seats that were empty. They didn't even they didn't even sell the tickets. Those actually went on sale for these games three and four. It, the atmosphere for the playing game, you add 3,000 more fans, it's going to be absolutely insane. And you have, you have a fan base that hasn't experienced playoff basketball to its fullest extent since 03, 04 with KG. Like you have some hungry, hungry people. And I, I jumped on the call and I, I heard you guys talking about it. These Wolves fans are absolutely nuts for basketball right now. Um, and, you know, I obviously Memphis being their only professional team is the same way, but I just, I don't think they have that, that same kind of um, 
that same kind of fight and will that these Minnesota fans have. I mean, it's the same thing with any sport in Minnesota. We're, we're, you know, we're in the cold for 10 months of the year. So all we can look at is sports, but um, it's going to be absolutely insane. Uh, the building might collapse. I, it truly might. The scoreboard might fall on the court. That, that could happen. And you could tell on the broadcast on Tuesday night uh, on TNT of the play-in game that there was, it was not completely sold out, um, but my sources are telling me that the entirety of Target Center is sold out uh, for when the Wolves return home. Is that a Saturday game, BG? Game three, is that scheduled for Saturday? Uh, we'd have to no, look no, that sorry. up. No, it's, it's going to be Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, game Saturday. three, game okay. four. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. Game it, three, game four. You mean game two, game three? No, at home he's talking about. Oh, so when's so when's the next one? We got Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, so Tuesday, Thursday, yep. Saturday. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Beasley was huge off the bench today. He finished with twenty three points. He was four of ten from downtown, eight of fourteen from the field. Uh, we talked about McDaniel's already, but coming off the bench, having Beasley and McDaniel's put up uh, fifteen and twenty three respectively. It, that's just a giant weapon that the Timberwolves have now. When you're talking about McDaniel's a very, or rather Beasley, a very streaky shooter. I mean, not great. Uh, I mean, not as good as he can be tonight. I think he's hit uh, nine threes was the most he hit this season. Uh, but but four of ten was ridiculous. He hit twelve in a game, Boone. Pretty sure. 11, 11. 33 oh, okay. points, most points ever yeah, for just was, three pointers. It was eleven or twelve. Yeah, it was yeah. eleven. Yeah. So we're not even talking about the the capacity of Beasley to to shoot the three pointer tonight. But I mean, four of ten. That's still a ridiculous percentage. And if you can keep that uh, performance <laughs> the off the bench, it, that's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and bef- before I was just going to say. Um, it was huge, obviously, those, that three-point shooting from Beasley, but also having Prince back this game. Yep, we didn't have him for the playing game for the Clippers because he was injured. But like Beasley, he's just a role player that the Wolves desperately need to win because we need some knockdown three-point shooters, and, and that's what he does. He's not going to be the guy driving past you and taking the ball to the hoop. He's the guy who's going to spot up in the corner, space the floor, and put you in for two or three daggers each night, and that can be deadly well, um, think, for our team. I think, most importantly, he's... A, a guy who doesn't care about his. He's very much a, a role player. Yeah, he knows his role. He's a system player. I think a, a lineup of McLaughlin, Beasley, Prince, uh, McDaniels, and then Nas Reed is perfect because none of those five guys care about getting their numbers. Maybe, maybe Beasley at most, but... <laughs> If he wants to go shoot 14 shots, let him, because the other guys are going to combine for 10 at most, and that's perfect from a bench. That's an awesome bench of role guys who who do their thing, and, and you factor in, you know, D'Lo maybe playing with the second unit a little bit, or, or Ant playing with it a little bit. It, it's perfect, and I think everything we needed from the second unit, they gave tonight, which was awesome. And, and, and one thing I'll add to that, Boone, is you you see the scrappiness on a day-to-day basis from, from Pat Bev. Uh, he didn't play as much as he probably wanted to or we wanted him to because he's in foul trouble. And you saw Jaden McDaniels, Michael Beasley, or Malik Beasley, sorry. They, they started to get those scrappy rebounds uh, in Vanderbilt too. Get the scrappy rebounds, get those putbacks, get us second chances. I, it, we, the offensive rebounds, I think we, I think we out-rebounded them by probably 10 or 12. Uh, and Memphis is the best offensive rebounding team in the league. So that was a huge difference uh, in this game, and it was good to see those role guys kind of 
kind of pick up where Pat Bev wasn't able to today. Um, and the other thing too, in, in terms of rotation, you, you have your, your three main superstars on the team or, you know, Minnesota superstars with, with Towns, uh, Russell and Edwards. And the, the, the cool thing about these three is you had in the playing game, you had uh, Edwards and D'Lo drop 30 and 29 respectively while Towns didn't have a good game. Then you come to the first game of the series and D'Lo doesn't have a good game, but, but Towns and Ant does. So it's kind of cool to see that, you know, if two out of those three guys have a good game, the, the Wolves are looking good. Now, if three out of three are having a good game, they might be looking at, you know, a championship team in next year or the year after that. So it, it, it's cool to be able to, to see how they're going to be able to progress together. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what Ant does because uh, he's obviously super young. But it's, it's cool to see that dynamic between those three. It, you can definitely tell with Ant, he's taking the step as, hey, I'm, if he's not yet, he's taking the step as, I'm going to be the alpha on this team. Like, I am 36 the in guy his first playoff poised, game. Poised for the moment, which Cat has been in what? This was his sixth playoff game in his career? Yep. Ant has already taken the step where, hey. He's not afraid a, of that moment. I don't give a hell if this is my second playoff game. I'm the best player on this team. Yeah, and that's what, well, I think that's I what makes it. the, the Timberwolves can be a very dangerous team if we play up to our potential. Because like uh, Bad P was saying, we have a three-headed monster. Um, if they all play well on a night, we're going to be a very tough team to beat. How do you but beat you're going you're gonna to have to stop at least two. Um, hopefully, every given night. And playoffs, obviously, everybody is trying so much harder. And when you have Pat Bev, when you have Jaden McDaniels, have when dogs. you have Jared Vanderbilt, these guys who are grinders, in addition to the talent we have, I mean, that's the perfect formula. When you've got Beasley, grinders. when you've got Prince and Edwards, yeah. who are good shooters who can hit the three ball, if everything goes our way and we continue to play well and just play smart um, and hard on that defensive end, Who's going to put us out? And it's it's going to be a tough task for anybody. I think. Not that the wolves are, you know, no one's sitting here thinking. Hey, I mean, we're, we're we're still underdogs. We're minus one twenty five <laughs> for the Grizzlies to win the series. Still, yeah, and that's let them. No one's sitting here saying, "Hey, the wolves are going to make it to the finals." No way, we make it out of the West. Whatever. But the way our role players are, like we have our three dogs, our top three dogs. But we have such phenomenal role players in Beasley, Vanderbilt, uh, Beverly, Nas Reed even off the bench too. Like, I mean, we're a, as much flack as Rosa's got for when he got fired, he put a pretty good, well-constructed team together. Mm-hmm. He did a pretty damn good job besides... All his, you know, yeah. <laughs> off-court issues. Yeah, you're talking about Garrison Rosas? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think it's a, it's a giant win, especially when you look now, and I'm, I went to the team stats here when Parker mentioned the rebounds. We did out-rebound the Grizzlies by 11, Parker, so you were pretty close with the, the guess of 12. Uh, but the big thing that jumped out to me was the free throws. I mean, we were 23 of 37 in the play-in game, which is 62%. I mean, that's a pretty bad percentage for a professional basketball team. We were 88% tonight, 24 of 27. And that's a giant difference. That's a difference of, of missing 12 free throws versus missing three free throws. If we do the same thing tonight, it, it's a one-point game. Yeah. And, I mean, that's all the difference you need in, in a playoff series is making or missing free throws. And they were 80 
we'll, we'll call it 89 percent tonight from the free throw line and that's that's the difference between a 13 point win and a two point win or a one point win and if they can keep that up if they can keep the role players coming off the bench uh, it, it's going to be a tough series for the Grizzlies. Uh, now, that being said, the Timberwolves have been shooting dang good from beyond the arc. They were 39% tonight. They were 40% against the Clippers. So you got to imagine that's going to have to come down a little bit uh, if we're talking about the law of averages and, and shooting 40% from behind the arc every night isn't going to happen. So somebody else is going to have to step up, and hopefully that's Cat getting more buckets inside. Uh, now, granted, he did have the big bounce-back game from the play-in game Tuesday, and that's good to see. And, and there's a lot of positivity right now around the T-Wolves, and, and for good reason. One thing, one thing I'll add on, this, on the statistics part, um, I don't know the exact numbers, uh, but the, the turnover margin I know was a huge problem. Uh, they kind of cleaned it up in the second half there, but I, I, I got to imagine the, the Grizzlies had you know, probably, I'd say, eight or nine less turnovers than the Wolves. And the fast the fast break points from those turnovers was was a huge problem, and they were talking about it on the broadcast too. And I didn't really realize it until then. But every time we had a turnover, it kind of started a little run. There was a point in the second quarter where we had five straight possessions of turnovers. Uh, when we were up, you know, eleven, twelve, whatever it was, they came back, tied it up. And if if we if the Wolves are going to win this series, limiting those turnovers, limiting the the long stretches of turnovers, um, is going to be crucial for them to win this series. So one thing I <clears throat> I do have to say about that is, yes, it did seem there were a lot of turnovers where the Grizzlies could start a run. I have to give all the credit in the world to Finch. It seemed he called timeouts at the perfect time to, to shut that home crowd up to, you know, they started John Morant might go up for a dunk. And, and first off, Cat's dunk over Jaron Jackson Jr. was maybe the best dunk of his oh career. God, yeah. But but any time Memphis seemed like they started to go on a run, Finch came in with the timeout and just shut that crowd up. And I thought that was the best coaching in the year. And should he be coach of the year? Hell yeah. No question. But I think he proved tonight. I think he outcoached uh, Jenkins without question, in my opinion. Yeah, and talk about bounce-back performances. I thought the way Finch handled the foul situation with Carl Anthony Towns um, on Tuesday night, I thought he handled it terribly. Uh, and, and the same with Pat Beverly, who got in foul trouble as well. Yeah. I thought he had a really bad game uh, on Tuesday night, did, did the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, but I thought he did a great job tonight, Boone. I think you're spot on with the timeouts. Uh, Parker, you were spot on with the uh, turnovers. It was 18 for the Timberwolves. It was 11 for the Grizzlies. 25 points off turnovers for the Grizz, just 11 for the Timberwolves. So that's maybe a point of concern. You can look at the fouls as well. It was 32 total fouls for the Timberwolves tonight, just 24 for the Grizzlies. Um, but but then you look at the largest lead. Who had the largest lead of the night? It was the Wolves at 13. The largest lead for the Grizzlies was two points. So the most the Wolves ever Dude. trailed tonight was just two points. And, and being on the road in, in a with a very, very young team, and only being down two it's ever a two seed. is I think insane. That's when we went down right bef- midway through the second quarter. I think we were down two points, and that was probably that. I think at one point we were down like 51 yeah. to 49. Yeah. And and from then, Finch definitely outcoached Jenkins, no question. Oh, he outcoached Kevin Finch? Yeah. <laughs> is, is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, bad P, we'll let you go, but do you have any other takes, any other predictions? Let's get your prediction. What, what does the series end up as? And uh, who do you like? 
So I, I, I don't know what it's going to gonna finish as. I do think Memphis is going to take game two, um, which as Wolf fans, we should be happy that we stole one on the road. Uh, I, I think that when we come back to Minneapolis, we're going to win both of those. Um, I mean, just being in that atmosphere in the playing game, that is the craziest atmosphere I've ever been in. Uh, so I think it's going to be really tough for Memphis to come in, especially – uh, in a building that they lost by 43 earlier this year, um, so I, I think we take a I think we take a three one lead in the series. Um, goes back to Memphis. Selfishly, if I could have it my way, I'd have them win game uh, five. So it's three three two coming back. Bring to it back home. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Clinch it at home. That'd be pretty cool. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Wolves either take it four one or four two. Damn, I love I Jeez. like it. Yeah, I, I'm personally going for the. Uh, the the three two get to game six wolves win it at home, uh, and I think that's our uh, that's our bread and butter right there. Bad P, good to talk with you. Let's reconnect after is it Tuesday night? That's our next game. You said, uh yeah, Tuesday night. We'll reconnect after the Tuesday night game. We're we're gonna do a podcast after every Wolves game of this series. I think why not? Maybe we'll have you live in person. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I'll I'll swing down to the uh, the, the Galbraith residence and. Um, <laughs> Get, get the headset on. <laughs> Utah Street Studios. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Utah I right, appreciate you guys having me. Beautiful. Parker, celebrate the win tonight. Take care of yourself. We'll hear from you <laughs> on Tuesday night. All right, boys. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you, bad Pete. All right, plenty of stuff to get to tonight. We have Zach Briel, kid brother of Jared Briel, coming up in just a little bit with some celebratory guitar tunes as well. Uh, Jared Briel, let's end with a take from the wide world of sports of anything you want of this segment. It doesn't have to be Wolves. It is the Wolves Ooh. segment, but just give us something to end up Fire before in the booth. We, we kick it to your kid, brother. Well, Charlie in the booth! If, I, if, if we were on that show that gives out points for good takes, what, what's that show called? Uh, oh, it's one yeah, that ESPN. Not it's not Outside uh, Lines. Um, where if you have a yeah. shitty take, they tell yeah, you. Yeah, they tell you down. Plus five. Oh, what is it? Is it that's, don't don't hold my hand, weirdo. Um, regardless, I, I I'd give everyone oh 10, 10, 11 points. You'd give who ten eleven? Everybody on this podcast tonight. It's just great points. Myself, I would like three How points. Much we probably give you. Yeah, yeah here you go. Maybe that's, three. That's my question. You yeah. give you give us a hot take right now, and we'll give you some points to it. Oh, hot take! Any take? Any, any take? take in the world? Oh my goodness! Um, sports or non-sports related? Sports Anything? Yeah, yeah. I got some hot want. takes for sure. Oh. Let him rip. Okay, here's one. <laughs> oh, where's that? Where's that guy with a couple beers? Huh? That's my. Yeah, he's, thing. he's on his way. He yeah, better be. Yeah, he gets two down. Is it Scott? No, some. Ro- Can I get like two seconds Rome here to think of a hot take? Yeah, yeah. Rome okay. is burning. No, the it's the show. No, no. It's no, the dude no. with the facial hair, kind of like the. Looks like haircut. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it kind of looks like Jimmy. You Jimmy. know what I'm saying though? No. Scott, Rome is burning. Is it? That's Jim Rome is burning. Jim Rome. Jim that, Rome. That'd be it. The Jim Rome. It's not. It's not that. The Joe Rogan podcast the Joe experience? Rogan podcast That's what we're trying to be. We, well, we drink too much to be JB, we can, we, can, we can cut back to you. You should come back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be a good idea, actually. Let's go Although to he, has, he, he shares the same, who is it, same mother, different fathers. Yeah. I think Zach got the rambling gene from his father. Exactly. I'm a man of few words. It's it's, yeah. it's hard to get that guy to shut up. Now, here's a question for you. Have you ever listened to an episode with your brother on the pod? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge listener. 
Yeah. Huge listener. What's I've, your favorite episode? Uh, dude, dude, don't, Who's I have your so favorite favorites. character? Uh, Ramblin' Rick, he's a, it's an all-time. He's an okay. all-time. Yeah, okay. You are a listener. <laughs> yeah. You, you call him Ramblin' Rick. Yeah. I, you know, that was the, the, one, the initial name for him. The one summer that I was unemployed a little Around bit. Around the horn. I was just doing, like, odd Around jobs. The Around the horn. Around the horn. There we go. Yeah, Around the horn. Thanks, for, inter- thanks for interrupting me. Five uh, points. Yeah. But no, the yeah. one summer I was unemployed a little bit. And then I was picking up these weird jobs, working weird nights. I listen to you guys all the time. Oh, thank you. All the time. That means a lot. Yeah. From a listener, thank you. <laughs> all right, let's get <laughs> to Zach fav- Real with some celebratory <laughs> tunes uh, for the Timberwolves. 1 0. Hope you guys will have me back on. Turning point, a fork's in the road Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go So make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable, in the end that's right I hope you have the time of your life So take the photographs and still frames in your mind Hanging on a shelf and good up and good times Tattoos of memories and dead skin on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, in the end that's right I hope you have the time of your life In the end, that's right. I hope you have the time of your life. Want it there? 